1: There we go. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano with Judging Freedom. Today is Tuesday, April 4, 2023. It's about 4 o'clock in the afternoon here on the east coast of the United States. My guest is Susan Estrich. Susan is one of the smartest lawyers I have ever known and been privileged to work with. She is a former professor of law at Harvard Law School at the University of Southern California Law School. A bitter rival with my own notre dame law school but they have brilliant gifted faculty susan's now uh in private practice in california susan it's a a pleasure
0: welcome here chad it's a pleasure to be with you anywhere (laughs) thank
1: you you and i uh have spent the past half hour scrambling first trying to get our hands on uh and then trying to understand the indictment against former president donald trump now the, the public should understand, the viewers should understand their indictments and their indictments. In the federal system, in New Jersey, and perhaps where you practice as well, Susan, indictments have to be detailed and they have to lay out uh, enough relevant evidence to make a case. Uh, The New York state system, the indictments are what we call bare bones. They are mere allegations. So this 34 count indictment, each count is a paragraph and each paragraph, with the exception of a, of a date and a, and a register in the general ledger of the Trump organization, each paragraph is identical. But the best we can understand this, Susan, please correct me or, or, or modify this as you see fit. The best we can understand is that these are allegations of an agreement between Donald Trump and Michael Cohen. Uh, to engage in uh, a fraud against the federal government by using corporate funds to pay a campaign debt. The debt was to silence two women, not one, but two women, uh, one Susan McDougall and the more better-known one, stage name Stormy Daniels. Each of the counts in this indictment is apparently uh, a wire or a written check or some payment triggered by Donald Trump. It's interesting, Susan, it says these events occurred in the county of New York, which is New York City, but the dates are all 2017. In 2017, he was the president of the United States, and as far as I can recall, was living in Washington, D.C. So I guess the language really means he caused these events to occur in New York City, by making a phone call or putting hitting send on, a, on an email uh, because he wasn't physically located in New York City at the time. One of our colleagues in the business is reporting that the grand jurors accused Trump of attempting to defraud the election of 2016 by hiding information from people that they should have been able to find out about him. I don't see that in the indictment. So that just might be a little spin uh, that one of the commentators is putting on it. Now, do you read this as I do bare bones and
0: non-informative? Chopped liver. Chopped liver. Chopped liver. There's nothing here, Andrew. I mean, I was waiting. We have been waiting. Everybody has been waiting for this indictment and there's nothing here. No one is above the law, but I'm looking for it. I'm looking for the grand conspiracy that is bringing down a former president of the United States, and I can't find it. I well, mean, I'm... of all the indictments in all the gin mills and all the restaurants and all the places, there's nothing here. It's well, really I, wish that
1: the D- I wish the DA were here so we could question him. I know this is the New
0: York format where they but tell you here. next to nothing. Made the next caused a false entry in the business records of an enterprise. So people understand, I'm holding it up in the air. This is the same paragraph repeated over and over and over again, 34 times. The same paragraph saying they entered false business records. Now, the really troubling part of this is nobody but Donald Trump would have ever been charged with this. Would they, Andrew? i think
1: you're right i mean if it'd been anybody but donald trump would uh, you charge him with this misdemeanor it would have been a misdemeanor and taken care of by a fine but these are these are felony charges this is no this is no joke this is this the is serious no joke use. at all
0: this is a 34 felony counts and it's something you know you want to say look i'm a liberal democrat but when john edwards the former senator from north carolina was charged with paying off his mistress during a campaign. She was his mistress. She was the videographer of that campaign. He got her pregnant. His wife was dying of cancer. He got her pregnant. Some campaign contributors paid her off. They paid for a house for her to live in in Santa Barbara so she'd have the baby and keep out of the way. And I was one of the people who stood up and said, do not make of this a federal case, all right? Let's not turn uh, a private affair of somebody who obviously made a mistake and shouldn't be trumped up, if you'll pardon my French, into a federal case. They made it into a federal case. The jury acquitted on one charge, hung on the rest of the charges, and it went away. Now, I'm the last person in the world to defend Donald Trump, but I'm looking at this indictment, and I have to say this is a very sad day for everybody, because of all the indictments that you could charge Donald Trump with, and there were some serious investigations of him going on right now, this falsifying business records in the first degree, a violation of penal law section 175.10, strikes me as Almost a gift to the former president. He's going to call it a witch hunt tonight. And you and I are going to stand there and we're going to scratch our heads and try to explain to people exactly why this misdemeanor is being charged as a felony and creating a constitutional crisis. And I'm going to turn the question back on you, Andrew. Is this really a felony? Well,
1: it is a felony if it is used to mask. Uh, a corporate uh, expenditure uh, of what was really a campaign expenditure. So if Trump gets on the witness stand and said, I did everything they accused me of doing, I did it to save my marriage. And the, jury, a bel- a and the jury believes that, that's no felony. But if, if the jury believes that he did this to save the campaign, that's the use of corporate funds uh, to make a campaign, uh, to pay a campaign debt. What you're upset about and what I'm upset about is the absence of detail uh, in this. There's no detail whatsoever. Every paragraph is identical, except it has a different date on it and a different uh, corporate record number in the Trump Organization record keeping general ledger. But in terms of specifics, I guess the defendants and the public and the media are going to have to wait until the government gives discovery to the defendants. The court said their next. meeting in court was December 4th. That's eight months from now, literally. Uh, and he said he expected the president uh, to, uh, to be in the courtroom. Uh, he also said he was very concerned about the president's veiled threats on the prosecutors and on him, the judge. That's it. Other than that, we don't know anything new. We are assuming this involves two women, only because there's 34 counts And there were apparently 13 payments to Michael Cohen for each woman. So that brings us up to 26. I don't know how they get from 26 to 34 because this damn indictment, I'm going to
0: call it damned. It doesn't tell us a damn thing. Right. And, you know, we're plunged into what looks like a constitutional crisis. We're in a presidential campaign. We're, trying to balance the concerns for respect for the rule of law, for the principle that no one is above the law. And yet we've got this indictment that is very hard to parse. And if it all turns on whether it was done to protect your marriage versus whether it was done to protect your campaign, you've got an underlying question of prosecutorial discretion. In other words, should the prosecutor have exercised his discretion to bring a case which turns on such a question of motive? What do you think? No, I don't think the prosecutor
1: prosecutor should have brought a charge that turns on, was this to save my marriage or was this to save my campaign? And if his name were Donald Estrich or Donald Napolitano, the charge would not have been brought. It's only because he's Donald Trump. Now, I didn't think that until I saw the indictment. I've been, along with you, Susan, I think we're the only ones that have been doing this, encouraging our Democrat and Republican friends, Democrats not to rejoice, and the Republicans not to condemn, until they saw the indictment. Now that we see the indictment, there's no there, there. There's no meat on this. Uh, Under the New York procedure, the government has to to supply the defendant with a lot more information that is not in the uh, indictment. Uh, All we can do is shake our heads and say this shouldn't have happened this way, even if it is the New York state style, given the extraordinary national interest in this, given who he is, given the potential for a constitutional crisis. If the state of New York is proceeding against somebody that the public wants to be president, there should be more information conveyed. What does the government say he did? It's not clear at all from this indictment.
0: And you've got the added fact, Andrew, that I keep coming back to, that this whole indictment is based on the testimony of a convicted liar. So you've got a situation where the prosecutor is basing an indictment on a misdemeanor charge that normally wouldn't be brought against anybody, which should be a point that causes some caution. Your lead witness is a known liar and your defendant is a former president of the united states you would think that would cause some caution and would pose a high burden on the prosecutor to spell out the charges clearly i right. thought i was going to get a talking indictment that's what i really thought you know we well, talk about i, th- talking I thought that as
1: well i thought it would name dates and places and <laughs> conspiracies. Tell, tell
0: us a story yeah, so that I would pick it up and read it and I would I'd been waiting all morning. I literally have been sitting in front of my computer all morning waiting for this thing. I put my glasses on, you know, so I would be ready to go and racing to read this thing and hear the whole story about how they put it here and they did it there and they plotted to cover it up and I thought they would tell us a whole story. Instead, we got the same paragraph 34 times. And we got that in the context of a campaign that is now going to spiral out of control with Donald Trump at the center of everything and an attack on the judicial system that you and I both care deeply about right. and I don't know how to defend right now.
1: All right, well, let me, let me make the best defense I can for the uh, the government. And that is that under the rules of court in New York, apparently... The indictments are just bare bones and they don't have specifics in them because this thing has no specifics in it whatsoever, other than some dates on which Donald Trump triggered some payments. There's no mention about a conspiracy. There's no mention about the 2016 uh, campaign. It doesn't even mention Stormy Daniels name. It doesn't mention the name uh, of the other woman. It doesn't mention Michael
0: Cohen, whatever her name is. The one who had the deal with David Pecker and the right, pay to play right, it or doesn't, whatever. It doesn't it was. mention
1: any of the catch and kill allegations. It's right. all just, it, it's almost as if you went to a book on how to write indictments. And this was the sample with blanks left and fill in the blanks. Susan's laughing because in law school, we have seen these books. I don't know if they exist anymore. There were books, books. in law school, Right. probably digital today.
0: Uh, but there's just not enough could do it right what's the AI program you could do this AI there's just not enough
1: there's not enough there there before I condemn the prosecutor I'm going to consult with some New York practitioners on this you know you practice in California although you have tried cases and represented people all over New York I practice uh in New Jersey um I'm admitted in the federal courts in New York but not in the state courts but be that as it may What came out today is so bereft of detail, it is almost a joke. If this is standard in the New York uh, system, they should have told all of us that because people all over the world, lawyers, ex-judges, law professors all over the world are trying to analyze this. And we cannot because it's just boilerplate without any specifics. So we'll hear from Joe Takapina soon. We'll hear from uh, Trump's chief uh, defense lawyer, somebody Susan and I both know. Uh, We'll hear from Alvin Bragg, whom I don't know. I don't think you do, Susan. No, I don't know. He's a graduate of Harvard Law School, as you are, and who has an excellent reputation for intellectual honesty. He's a liberal Democrat, so the Republicans hate him. Too bad. Uh, But we're going to have to hear from him about what the meat is that he will put on the bones when he has the opportunity and the obligation to do so.
0: Susan, I'll give you the last word. The last word is that no one's above the law. We've got to wait and see what happens here, but this is the weakest indictment you could have for Donald Trump. And he's going to have a, he's going to have a field day with it. He's just going to have a field day.
1: Yes, he will. And so will his, uh, so will his lawyers. Uh, Susan Estrich, always a pleasure.
0: Great to uh, be with you, Judge. Next time, I hope there's
1: a there there, whatever we're talking we'll about. have some more we'll meat on st- the bones. Next time uh, will be soon. My dear friends, uh, more as we get it. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.